0: welcome to the Board Game Mechanics. Yes, we're still here. COVID-19 has not taken us out since we have the um, lovely Mike DeWine and Dr. Amy Action watching over us here in Ohio. And just in case you don't know, I'm Katie and with me as always is...
1: Hey guys, what's going on? It is Jason.
0: Yeah, um, it's been a crazy week. We just started um, working with our kids on their online schooling. Before this, they had like worksheets and books and stuff which i'm remember using as a child myself so it seemed easy now there's all this like google classroom stuff and they're logging into like different software and doing video chats uh it's kind of been a little bit of a nightmare <laughs> i'm not gonna lie
1: yeah it's weird seeing a little six-year-old like sitting behind a computer doing her homework it's real weird
0: I mean, our kids aren't doing too bad, but like our oldest, she's just not really interested. And um, it definitely can be like pulling teeth to get her to do a, to do her work. And um, it has been hard since she gets so many services at school um, because she's on the autism spectrum. And now she does not have those services. So I think that's been hard. And I'm not the one who normally does school. So when routines are different... She is not a fan of trying to do something. I'm supposed to just work at school. Why are you trying to make me do it at home? I'm supposed to be on vacation at home. So that's been a real joy. And I've been teaching my college students online, which I've taught an online class before, but I had to take my in-person class to convert it online. And my students just are not um, feeling it. <laughs> and I'm not feeling it either, to be honest. So I'm like super frustrated with them. And I'm sure they're frustrated with the whole thing. And I'm trying to remember to have grace but i'm just annoyed but but i did find orange slices
1: no thanks to speedway
0: right which is a cause celebration but they aren't speedway orange slices so i'm very sad but they are orange slices i found them at wally world and um they're like in cap by the pharmacy which may seem a little suspicious but i was like oh those are spice drops oh maybe they have orange slices and they did And they're actually really super soft, which normally is what you want in, like, a gummy kind of candy. But it is not what I wanted because the Speedway ones aren't like that. So I've been trying to, like, leave the bag open and hope they get a little stale so they will be like Speedway ones. But it's at least a patch, if not a fix, for my Orange Slices candy fix.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only other option was order them off Amazon and they'd be here beginning of next month
0: yeah in may and i'm like you know what i'm hoping that they'll be in speedway by then we actually haven't been to the gas station in a while so who knows
1: i don't know they've been out for like a month so i doubt they're going to be in there magically
0: yeah sad times so that's that's like the news in katie's snack world (laughs) let's maybe talk about some board game news Um, So Kickstarter's kind of slowed down a little bit, I think, because cons might be being canceled and, you know, shipping is all crazy and everything. So um, I just found like a couple little things that I thought, oh, those are kind of interesting. Let's talk about them. And the first one is um, another game in the Kodama game series. And this one's called Kodama Forest. And I know not too long ago they did the Kodama 3D on Kickstarter, I think. Um, But this is something completely different. It's actually a kind of semi-cooperative game. Almost, it reminds me very much of the setup of Between Two Castles, um, where you are working to create a forest with your left and right neighbors. And so you're laying these tiles to try and, like, plant things in your forest and then you're, you're, you you want to plant them in certain ways to like attract like pandas to come to your forest and it's that super cute adorable kodama artwork that i absolutely love um partly because a little like they're just so cute they almost remind me of like a miyazaki film character like they're just adorable and this little these trees so it looks cute it looks if you love that kodama art and you've liked those series i mean this has that like cooperative feel so it's it's nice that they're kind of taking that original idea and not remaking it but branching out and doing different kinds of mechanics (laughs) branching out (laughs) but i'm i did not do that on purpose because i think puns are the lowest form of humor Take that new Hunters, buddy, because I know you love puns.
1: <laughs> Everybody loves jokes. puns, except for no, you.
0: No, I do not love puns. Um, so there's 13 days left on that Kickstarter, and it's 34 bucks for the base game. Um, and that is Kodama Forest.
1: Yeah, this one did seem cool until you mentioned uh, castles of Mad King Ludwig and co-op. So Not castles,
0: uh, in between. between oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, in between. That's what I meant. Yeah, I like castles, not the other one.
0: Yeah, I, I liked that kind of mechanic, and so I think it would be interesting to apply it to this universe. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the next game I found, at first, I almost don't want to talk about it because it's space-themed. And y'all know how I feel about space-themed games. Like, why, 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 why? Why? But this game is called Excavation Earth. And it looked like it's got meatballs. um, you know, you, it's got set collection elements and it has like some market manipulation and it almost looks like it even has some, um, like worker placement things because you are an alien race and you are working against other alien races to come to the earth, to find the coolest artifacts from earth, to put in like a museum, to show that the other alien races, you're trying to make the, the coolest like museum piece. You are like selling things that you're collecting from earth at markets Um, You're also then, at the same time, like, putting, like, these cubes of influence um, on, like, the Intergalactic Council. I don't know what it's called, but the Space Council so that you're still involved in the political realm so that you can actually um, be able to get the ability to move into good spaces on Earth and, and to sell your collections and stuff. So the premise of the game sounds great. I don't know why it couldn't be, like archaeologists like looking into ancient civilizations or whatever but no no it had to be space and aliens but if you do like space and aliens this does seem like kind of a pretty cool game um definitely like, like a spacey euro and so um excavation earth has 18 days left on the kickstarter you might want to check it out and um the base price is 50 bucks but there's a lot going on in it and the artwork does kind of look cool even though it is aliens
1: if I'm not mistaken, I think this was one of Rado's favorite games that he played last month.
0: Oh, and this is, um, oh gosh, I totally blanked on his name. But one of the designers, there's a team of des- two, two guys who designed this. And the one was one of the designers from Anachrony and... Um, David Tercy? Yes, Tercy is, is one of the designers on this game. So I think a lot of people are interested. Yeah, um,
1: he's, he's become the new hotness
0: that guy has yeah so i mean it looks like it should be like a pretty quality game um if you like space and aliens which i do not and i would probably like this game if it were just the exact same game farming theme yes or like you were like mole people and you were excavating fairy ruins or something (laughs) i don't know i just can't handle space and aliens
1: yeah it's it's not that cool i agree
0: So, yeah, that's Excavation Earth, and that's all I've got for Kickstarter news.
1: I got nothing, so let's move on. (laughs) All right. So now we're going to talk about some games that we played, and as in we, I mean we, we played them together. So (laughs) we're going to not talk about individual games, but we're just going to talk about three games that we played either just by ourselves or with family members. So the first one is called Argent the Consortium, or Consortium, I don't know how you say that word, whatever. And yeah, it's consortium. from Level 99 Games. Uh, I had to play this one to do a video, so there's a video up on YouTube if you want to check it out. Uh, so this is a work replacement game with some wizards and some fighting, and it takes up a lot of table space. It does. And it may be a little long for what it is, but it's a work replacement game, so I liked it for that. What did you think of this one?
0: I liked it. I didn't think it was that long. I because I think I was just starting to get into the rhythm of it when the rounds were over. Um, yeah, of
1: course you liked it. You won eight to four.
0: Well, that makes it sound like not good. So really, like the you're trying to get these twelve council points, but you're doing that in lots of different ways, and some of them, and you don't know what all the council members want. Um, you're like this wizard or mage, and you you are sending out worker mages that have different um, like abilities to gain, like, new spells and to gain, like, the, co- the like, currency to cast spells and um, to gain, like, influence points, which will help you with the council and um, to get, like, companions to help you out, like familiars or whatever or other kinds of mages that will help you. So, like, you're doing lots of different things, so it's, like, a really, I think, interesting worker placement game. It is a little... it I think at its heart, it is supposed to be a little bit mean, which we don't generally like to play. Well, Jason doesn't generally like to play that mean, so we don't do that. So that was kind of like a bummer, I think, because a lot of cards were asking you to be mean, like bumping people off spaces and sending them to the infirmary. Um,
1: Or you had cards that reacted to that. And if nobody's doing it, it just renders those cards moot. So that was less fun.
0: Yeah, but I still thought it was a fun game. And yes, I did like it because I like whooped you real bad. But I mean, I like like that kind of magical theme. Like I thought that I the concepts behind it were really interesting because I don't know that a lot of games kind of play like that. So I liked it.
1: Yeah, I like the hidden goal part. I know it's not even a big part of the game, but that's interesting not knowing exactly what you're going to be scored on at the end.
0: Yeah, and and I like that there's competition for like the best place, the best spaces, and you, you know the the really best spaces. You have to be willing to give up like this special token, influence token, in order to get them. Um, there's like shadow spaces where you can kind of shadow somebody else's turn. Things fire off in a certain way, so you're like might be hoping to get something at one place to use in another. Um, but it is like a huge table presence. You've got all this stuff laid out, but. I think if, if you like like really unique worker placement games and like really like it's not it's not big scoring game, it's tight, um, like almost tug of war like. Like I think this is a good game to check out.
1: Yeah, and I, I said in my video, I think at more than two players it might be a little more interesting because you have more people doing stuff, so more options for some of the cards to fire better.
0: That's true. I don't know if I would like it as much with more players because then I get more frustrated that I'm like, why are you right. keep moving my people?
1: Right, yeah. I, I kind of agree. Yeah, it's, I'm kind of six of one, half a dozen of the other on that too. Is I like every game at two mostly. Yeah. So I think all other players do is add time. But there are some that I think the interaction might be better on, and I think this may be one.
0: Right, and the whole point of like bumming people off spaces and like using those abilities because the space then taking – um Certain spaces for your worker placement is tighter, and th- that is more of a competition. And that is kind of this is the kind of game that you really want that to happen in. So, but it's so good. So that's Argent the Consortium. So we stopped being wizards.
1: <laughs> then we went and visited a gardener and his panda. Uh... And we played Takenoko.
0: I love Takanoko. This is like an oldie but a goodie. This is probably one of um, our earliest games in our collection because obviously, I'm a sucker for adorable artwork and Asian art, so this was like a twofer right there.
1: Yeah, and it's designed by a French guy, too, which is kind of odd.
0: Yeah. Is this whatever.
1: Antoine Bowser. Yeah, yeah,
0: Um, Bauza. I've taught this many times, and this game always goes everywhere. My accountant sister is the one who said, hey, why don't you... I think that my sister-in-law would really like this game. Why don't you teach it to her? And she did enjoy it, and I mean, to be fair, like, I get a lot of lucky draws for cards for goal cards um there but I I love um the cute the cute pandas the cute artwork um I like the idea of like manipulating those chunky pieces of bamboo and moving them around like there's a lot of great tactileness to it as a and also like really pleasant colors but it's just it's simple and fun but yet there's enough that you have to do and work out that it it, you know, it makes you play a game. It's not just a blow-off kind of thing. And I was glad to bring it back out again for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. Getting that panda to be in the straight line that you need it in is tricky sometimes. Yeah. Trying to eat the certain color bamboo and then you always want to go to the field where the panda can't eat the bamboo. Always. Which is really obnoxious. It's, it's like
0: wanting to go to Chick-fil-A on Sunday. It's yeah, just like, yeah. I want to go there. Oh, dang it. There's fence around the bamboo. Oh, man, Chick-fil-A's closed on Sunday. Same thing.
1: Yeah, this is a good game. I, f- I forgot how, how fun it is. It's I mean, it's not super heavy, but it does have enough decisions going on to keep you entertained and engaged. Right. And next time we, next time we play it, we play Chibis.
0: Yes, we have had the Chibis expansion for a long time and have never played it. Just because I think we don't get it out as often, but the main game is still really fun that I'm not like, oh, this is super lacking stuff that I'm like, we have to play with the expansion. But I I would like to get the expansion to go just because like you, then you can play with the panda and the little girl panda and then they can have panda babies. And that's just adorable. So.
1: Don't
0: talk about like, Oh, that reminds me, I saw I don't know if you saw this, but one of my friends posted an article today about these pandas at the zoo finally made it for like the first time in like years because the zoo was finally closed to visitors and like they felt like they had privacy, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a, a weird story, but kind of fitting at the same time.
0: I know one of my friends posted it and it made me <laughs> laugh and I was like, Oh, good for them. And so then that then you said that and I'm like Oh, yeah. Uh, pandas mating, what? like on Takenoko, with chibis. <laughs> to,
1: to be fair, a lot of people don't like to mate when other people are watching, so...
0: Yes. We're, uh, hey, this is that could be an E-rated episode, so we'll just leave it at that, but... Yeah. It's just we'll nice just, that there are more yeah. pandas in the world, possibly, and that makes me happy. Yeah, that's true. So, so moving lot, on... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> moving on from the awkward panda mating discussion... <laughs> The podcast within the podcast.
1: <laughs> I- All right, so so moving on from the gardener, the panda, the awkward mating, we are going to Germany, and we're going to hang out with the Mad King, and we're going to build a castle for him. We Is play it really? castles of Mad Ludwig.
0: Is it really Germany? Or is it like Austria? Austria.
1: Or? Probably Austria. Maybe.
0: I don't know for sure. I know this is an actual place and people have visited there. I just did not pay attention to the country of origin. But this is one of my favorite games um, that I don't think it's played enough. And I do not like it because I win, because I rarely ever do. I like it because I want to be an interior decorator, but I'm actually terrible at stuff like that. But this game lets me say, if I had a castle... If I could design a castle, what stuff would be in it? Like, they could just have made the rooms, like, round room, square room. But the fact that each room has, like, a label and a purpose and the drawings inside it coincide with that, like, I just get so excited and so into it. And I just want to keep adding rooms to my castle. And I don't care if they score a bunch of points. I just am like, you know what? I need a bottomless pit in my castle. Like, I need that. And it's going to go at the bottom of these stairs. So if you make the wrong turn in my castle, bam, bottomless pit, over. Like,
1: I mean, he is a mad king, so from Bavaria.
0: Bavaria, okay.
1: So pretzels.
0: <laughs> yes, the land of pretzels.
1: <laughs> donuts, Bavarian cream donuts.
0: Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um, and I think another reason why we don't play this that often is the setup and The Tear Down is a Pain, which is why for years I have been you know, lobbying for Jason to let us buy the broken token insert for this because it's so great. You just set up these little, like, compartments that you put all of your castle rooms in and you just pull them out of the box and set them on the table and you're ready to go. Ret to go. Right out the box. That's what I want. Yeah,
1: so, and what did I say? I said we're going to have some government cheese money that we can get frivolous with, so we'll be frivolous maybe.
0: I have Man. so many things that, I, like, every purchase I ever want to make is frivolous to you. So <laughs> I, I feel like, <laughs> what does true. it matter? But yeah, this I, this game is, is just fun for me in that. And I like that the turns, you know, taking master builder, deciding um, what cost the rooms are, because you're hoping to get money, but you also want to make the rooms that you want to buy cheap, but not too cheap, because you don't want other people to buy them out from under you, because they go first. Um yeah, I just really like this game.
1: Yeah, you did win last time, right? Didn't you win by like a point? I think I lost by a point. Oh yeah, that's right. That was no. actually no. You did win because Amber was cheesed that she didn't win.
0: No, she did win. No, we were we were tied, and she had and more square had footage.
1: Money. Yeah. Oh she, yeah, right. She right, had right, all right, those
0: right. huge round rooms, and I had like a bunch of little one hundred squares because that was one of my goals. Because I had like eight goal cards or something. Right. That's right. That's right. But yeah it was um that was actually the closest i've ever been to winning because usually i'm like off doing my own thing ignoring what the king wants ignoring what my gold cards are just buying the crazy rooms because i feel like that's the fun thing to do because that's just me
1: yeah i was way in the back i'm never even up close to the top so i just enjoy the journey
0: (laughs) (laughs) so those are the games that we played Okay. So in this time of pandemic, um, we've actually had a couple different situations come up where people have said, hey, can you recommend um, games that we could buy off Amazon to help us get through quarantine? Or we had another friend say, hey, um, I want to order a game for my husband's birthday. What would you recommend? What do you think he would, you know? And I got to thinking that You know, we want to spread some love in the time of COVID-19. And one way to do that would be to gift games to people. Um, And we thank you, Amazon workers, delivery workers, for making all this possible because you are awesome. Um, And we're so thankful that you're there and working through this time. But so we wanted to go through a couple different types of people that might be in your life that you think, you know what, I want to Help them pass the time while they're staying at home and enjoy a little bit of board games. And so, we're going to go through a couple different types of people that might be in your life and some games that we recommend maybe you should have shipped to them. Or if you have them in your collection, sanitize and disinfect and drop them off on their door and then run away so that they can <laughs> be six feet away from you, social distancing. So, Jace, yeah. why don't you get started? Who's the first group of people that you want to help out?
1: All right. So, if if I knew some friends that had kids,
0: which you do, I'm
1: just, okay. So, if some of our friends that have kids, you make yeah, it sound I, like right. if
0: I had any friends at all, and those people were fortunate enough to actually have offspring, I guess <laughs> I would suggest this game.
1: I mean, yes, but What's wrong so with you? people with kids who are looking for a game to play with their kids that they can also enjoy is the first category that I'm going to talk about. And the game that I would give to them, either from our collection or order them off of Amazon if I could find it, because we do have this game, and that is My Little Scythe. Uh, I think we played this with Rory, and I think it works pretty well. She might be a little too too young, so if you have like a seven or eight-year-old, I think this game will work just well. It's essentially Scythe, but it's it's simplified down to make it more streamlined and easier for families and kids alike like to play. So it still has some of the same functions where you're moving your little pawn around to different actions on your player board to take these actions and you're trying to pick up some of these gems and apples and deliver them to the castle. And occasionally along the way you make it into a pie fight with a frenemy. So, I mean... If you like, if you're an adult and you want to play a game that's not like, I don't know, My Little Orchard or something, like a game that actually has a little more gusto, then I would suggest My Little Scythe for you guys to play with your kids.
0: Yeah, I really like this game. It's not only is it like pretty fun, and I don't, because I don't really like Scythe, unpopular opinion, watch out. Um, but it's super cute. Um like the artwork is adorable. I love again for me the tactileness of the components and the pieces. And so while it is simplified, um, there's still stuff to do and decisions to make that lets you interact with your kids and not just be like, okay, let's draw a card. Oh, two blue. Oh, I got stuck in the molasses swamp. You know, it's it's more oh, than Candyland. I should
1: have suggested that one. <laughs>
0: no joke's on you he went with my little scythe. moving on (laughs) so the first demographic i want to talk about is grandparents um i love my grandparents they're still alive um they're not really that old actually but like my my parents like my dad has passed so my mom's in the nursing home so my grandparents are like almost like my parents so um you may have parents that this applies to. I just have my grandparents because they are like my parents. And this group of people, you know, is a little leery of games. They played a, maybe a lot of Racco, a lot of, you know, p or something, Cribbage, but they're not too sure about these newfangled uh, board games. And so a game I thought that might work well is Timeline Challenge, or really any of just the timeline games, because people like trivia. Trivial Pursuit has been around forever, and nearly everyone knows how to play that. And a lot of older people like have accumulated knowledge over their life and like to show it. And also, it's nice for them to do something like that to kind of keep their minds nimble, keep them working. I mean, even for me, the older I get, the less I can rely on my memory like I used to. And so to have a game that forces me to keep thinking and engaging with what I know... I think is a great idea. And also, my grandparents love Jeopardy. They watch it every night. I mean, I do too, but that's beside the point. So I feel like Timeline Challenge with the idea of, okay, when did this happen in history? And did this happen first or after this? And, you know, what's approximate dates are we looking at? I think that that's an easy, accessible kind of game for them. Um, Something that can... They can relate to that they have like a prior knowledge of how to play a trivia game and just kind of in a new repackaging. So that's my recommendation timeline or timeline challenge.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't even like trivia games, but for some reason, I like timeline. Maybe because it, I don't know, you have the option of putting it in the front or the back. It feels more like a game to me. It's really not that much, but timeline challenge is pretty fun because it has multiple little mini games it's using those cards with. So, yeah, I think this is a good pick. And if you like Trivial Pursuit or something, this will be right along that same same vein. All right, so the next category that I'm going to talk about is a game that I could send to somebody. We have complete noob <laughs> on the outline, but essentially somebody who doesn't normally play board games. Maybe they play video games and they're tired of playing that. Maybe they play just like cards, like Rummy or something like that. So I wanted to send them a board game that would be easy to teach without somebody there to show them. And with not a lot of like a whole bunch of decisions going on so they can just play and have a good time. So the first one I was going to send was quacks, but that has too many rules. So I kept that off the list. So then I decided we'll go with the old faithful of home stretch, which, we, which we've talked about every single podcast for like the last eight weeks.
0: <laughs> and even before that, because Joel <laughs> talked about it for weeks too.
1: That's true. So the reason I picked this one, one, it's a horse betting theme. Most people are at least familiar with the Kentucky Derby or something up like that, so they kind of understand how racing a horse works. And two, there's something satisfying about betting on something and winning that most people can relate to as well, and most people understand rolling dice and moving because everybody's played Monopoly or Sorry or something. So this game is essentially all three of those things wrapped up in a nice little fun, exciting package, easy to teach. The only tricky part is the drafting of cards that might be new to somebody who's never played a game, but the rules spell it out pretty easy, and I think they can pick up on it. So my game for complete noobs is Homestretch.
0: Yeah, I, I, I also love this game, and it's like horse racing and the idea of betting on the ponies is such like a colloquial kind of concept that even if you've never been to a racetrack, like you've seen it on countless movies, TV shows, whatever, and so the idea of kind of being a part of that, of having like... A stake in a racehorse, and then all you have to do is roll the dice and decide: do I move it one? Do I move it two? And then how am I going to bet? Like, and it—it's kind of has becomes repetitive after you know the first round, so you know what to expect. So I think it's really easy, and the content is so accessible for people. So I love this.
1: Yeah, this is probably one of the better. As much as grief as we gave Joel on this, (laughs) and we did. Yeah, this is probably one of the better like intro like silly games that a person could have in their collection because it's silly, but man, it's fun.
0: It, it is. It is. And it kind of runs the gamut of people who can like it. Like numbers, people, um, you know, deduction. Like it just is all like all types of interests and whatever can can play this game and age levels too. So my next two are related because I wanted to pick games for couple gamers. Um, if you're a couple, you're looking for like either a two person game or a game that plays really well at two. And then I thought, well, there's different kinds of couples like to play. Um, for us, we are like the Rado and Jen couple, mostly because of Jason, but we are the care bears. We, when we play a game at two players, either we have to be completely independent of each other. So most heavy euros work for us. Or a cooperative game for people that don't like conflict or maybe can't handle conflict in games on their marriage. So a nice co op will work. And the game I chose is London Dread. And I don't feel like this game gets a lot of love or attention. It's Grey Fox Game, which we pretty much have almost all of that company's games and they're a great publisher. Woohoo, go Grey Fox. Um, but London Dread is a programming game where you are, like, trying to stop some baddies from completing some dark underground ritual. Um, So you have to go around and, and cl- you have certain abilities and your partner's ha- partner has certain abilities and they, like, allow you then to roll certain numbers of dice and things at these different encounters that you're going to have. And so you're like, where do we need to go? What do we need to stop? What do we need to collect? And then... You like program this clock for where where each of you and you go you go different places, or you can go the same place. Are gonna go and then um, once you get there, it's almost like um, oh crap, what's the name of that game? Not ancient terrible things, but yes, elder sign. Elder sign. When you get there, because you have to roll a certain number of these sides on a die in order to have a success. So you do the programming together. You can talk. You have a certain amount of time. To program, which can be a little stressful, but you're working together. And I feel like that that is a nice part of it that there's this cooperative nature. Okay, like where are you going to go? All right, well, if you're going to go there, then I'm going to go here. Oh, what do you have? You have that great talent. Maybe you should go here and like planning this out. And then once that time is up, you start the game and you follow your clock, you follow your program and see what you get. And then you, at the end, you fight kind of like the big bad, you find the ritual wherever it's happening, and then you um try and roll to stop it, you know, using some of the things that you have gotten along the way to help increase your chances, hopefully. For me, I like it because it has like it's not like a a deductive feel because you know what you know the solution, like where you're gonna end up. But you can like find cards at different locations that might help you out. So then there's that kind of discovery element. And then there's the luck with rolling, but you're trying to mitigate your dice. um, and I like the idea of it's a it's a puzzle and we can solve it together. So that's why I picked Lena Dread for our kind of cooperative care bear couples.
1: And we know this works for that because Rado played it with Jin, and their marriage survived. So I think <laughs> I, this will work for us. And it, this, we
0: have also played it, and our marriage has survived.
1: It's just because I still have no idea what's going on in this game. <laughs> Like, Jesus, I'm struggling. Can't this I, I'm riding off. the bus on this. I
0: don't understand why you don't understand this game. Like, I don't know. I, I just explained what hap- how you play it. Right I can here. read
1: a VTEL Lacerda rule book and figure it out. But this game is, I don't know. I just can't get it. Maybe it's the real time thing or the programming. Because we don't do a lot of programming. I think it's just my brain doesn't work like that. I, I'm struggling. You don't,
0: but I feel like your brain works better like that than mine does. I,
1: I don't know. We'll have to play it again. Because I, I, <laughs> I want to play it. And I think I like it but I, I don't know.
0: So maybe the verdict's still out on if this game works for us, but I at least enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. All
1: right. So the last game I want to talk about is these would be games for Jason before he got married. So the guy who likes to sit at home and not go out into nature, because nature is has the sun and it burns you and it has bugs. And you just oh sit and you just want to rot on the couch. People who like to play solo games, that's what this category is. My my story was, was really starting to ramble, so I'm just going to wrap that up.
0: Yeah, you were like, away. I was like, follow the breadcrumbs back, Hansel, let's go. So uh,
1: this is for solo gamers. Some people just like to play board games by themselves or they live by themselves and they just want to have a game that they can play that's not a video game or not solitaire. So uh, there are two games here that I picked. Which is kind of a cheat, but they're both really small, so I could ship both of these to somebody and it wouldn't be a big deal. So that's Friday from Freedom and Freeze, which is a solo deck-building game. So you're, you're playing as Robinson Crusoe, and actually you're playing as Friday, trying to keep Robinson alive because he's a moron. And he throughout is. the game, you're trying to get these cards, get better cards in your deck to make Robinson smarter, and eventually learn how to live in the jungle. And then at the end, if you survive all that and all the parable things that's going to come try to kill Robinson, then you're going to fight some random pirates that are going to show up and try to kill you. So this game is really hard. Uh, I've played it a bunch of times. I think I've maybe won once. But again, I lose every game, so take that for a grain of salt. But it's really fun. It's got a cool deck builder feel, feel. And it's for one player, which is for this category. So that's Friday. The next game that I want to talk about is called Onirum or Oniram, however you say it, and this is a, a solo or cooperative game, but mostly solo, and what you're doing in this is you're trying to play these cards, these colored cards with certain patterns to try to get out of this nightmare that you're having before you wake up, I guess, I, I don't know what the theme is, but you're just trying to play these cards to match these certain symbols to try to find the same colored door and you're trying to get all of these doors out of the deck before you run out of the cards in the deck. So it's kind of functions like a variation of solitaire. It's not as deep as Friday, but if you're not wanting a super deep game, then I would pick on Cause it's just, you have some cards, you're playing cards down in front of you and seeing what happens. So those are my two picks for my last category, solo gamers.
0: Yeah. I have nothing to add to this because even before I got married, I did not play solo games. <laughs> I had lots of friends that I wanted to spend time with and we play games together. So yeah, I'm sure these sound great. I've never played these because again, I don't even now don't play games by myself. I just, I don't, I, to me that defeats the purpose.
1: To be fair. I had friends too. We were just playing five or six player magic, the gathering, and it made me hate them all. And I wanted to go play solo games by myself.
0: Well, you should.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So,
0: yeah. Um, I see. I didn't play stupid games like that. I played good ones.
1: Magic was not stupid. I mean, it might be now, but back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, we had some good times with some Magic: The Gathering.
0: You know, you know how I normally feel about Magic: The Gathering players. So there's a certain... cream
1: of the crop. Cream of the crop.
0: Stop it! Stop it! Don't don't make me get out my soapbox <laughs> on that, please. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear it right now. And you are really, literally stuck with me, and I could go all night about that.
1: Yeah, you could, but. I think you get tired of talking about it eventually.
0: You're wrong. <laughs> <We> <laughs> wrong. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I've uh, Friday, I actually like the box art. Um, Oniram looks really boring. So, um, But Z Garcia likes it, and I usually like his same picks. So, eh, sure, go for it. Um, my last one is, again, for a couple gamers. But for a couple gamers that don't mind being competitive, um, that think it's okay to play games where you attack the other person and have them take that. And really, one of my favorite games is that, which it can play more than two, but I just really like it at two because it makes sense at two. And that is Hero Realms. If you're one of those weirdos that love space, fine, Star Realms, whatever.
1: Yeah, same thing. You're it's dead. the same thing.
0: You're dead to me, but yes, same thing. I just want a better theme. And so that's why I picked Hero Realms. And I, I love a deck builder, so that's why I would choose this. Um, I also think it's... It makes sense that I'm going to be in a fight with one other person and here's what I'm gonna how I'm gonna attack them and I'm gonna use my stuff and I'm gonna buy cool new stuff and I'm gonna try to counter your moves and work out my health. Like I think it's a really well designed deck builder and I-, I like that like attack, defense, back and forth kind of thing that happens in it. I think that that's really great. Um, that probably has part to do with my like D D background, but um I really think this is a great game to play at two players. Now, they have a cooperative mode, so I guess if you are a care bear kind of player couple, you could also play this game just with that different variant. But I like the OG, you know, I like to be the wizard or I don't know, the rogue is cool too. And fight the warrior or whatever. Like I like that back and forth. So my choice for competitive couple gamers is Hero Realms. Also, very easy to ship.
1: That's true. This is. Uh, yeah. So, I do like this game. You think I don't like this game, but my issue with it is, and then we talked about it earlier, is it reminds me of my days playing five or six player Magic the Gathering. And I think I get some. some Here we some, go again with the magic. Some problems going on. It brings me back to darker times. So. Yeah.
0: I, so did you lose at Magic all the time, oh, too? yeah. Because that's what happens in this game. Yeah, because
1: everybody had really great decks, and I had like a little low-budget $15 deck, and I just got crushed all the time.
0: But also, you like to play Mill, which is the jerkiest way to play, and is not really that grave a way to play when an aggro deck is really going to do better for you. Hence Heroes.
1: No, we played we played a lot of teams, and I would be the life guy. I would play the white deck, and I would just get a pile of life. And then the other guy would be the attacker.
0: That sounds like a cooperative game to me. Yeah, we played played a
1: lot of cooperative. Or sometimes it was everybody versus one person, which was pretty fun, too.
0: I want to be the one person that just gets ready to unleash on everybody.
1: Yeah, you would. You would.
0: (laughs) I would. I would. That's why this is my choice. I like it. So um, I guess let's review, because I feel like that's a lot.
1: Okay. So my three that I said were games for people who want to play with their kids, and that's My Little Scythe. Uh, a game to send to somebody who doesn't play games or the complete noob, and that's that's Homestretch. Or games to send to a solo gamer, and that would be Friday slash Oneirum
0: And mine are your parents or grandparents, and that would be Timeline or Timeline Challenge. Um, Care Bear, Rado and Jen, non-competitive couple gamers, I would suggest London Dread. That's also like, it's especially if you want like a thinkier kind of game, London Dread. And then for a couple gamers that aren't afraid to get competitive and bash each other around, Hero Realms. So, have you guys been gifting games to anybody, or have has anyone asked you for kind of some recommendations on what to play while they are under stay-at-home kind of orders? Tell us about them. Find us on Facebook. Join the Riveted. Message us. Tweet us. Um, DM us on Instagram. I don't I don't know. Whatever. Email us. Let us know what you think. We'd love to chat with the riveted. And are there some categories that you're like, oh, what about this? Have you thought about this? Or if you think we're completely wrong, bring it. I love it. Yeah, tell Kitty. Tell us what you tell Kitty how wrong she is. <laughs> Try me. <laughs> no, it's really it's cool. Like it's fine. I don't. I don't know. And I only have like a limited kind of scope of games that I like and that I own. So if you have suggestions for these categories um, outside the box that I'm usually in, yes, by all means, please suggest them, tell us about them and um, just check in. So we know everybody's doing okay out there during this really kind of crazy time for us. Um, so, and thanks for choosing us to listen to, like, there's lots of good stuff out there. There's lots of good content and people have time to listen to it now, um, and to watch it now. And so after you watched Tiger King, thank you for choosing us.
1: <laughs> no, after you watch Tiger King, to. just watch it again. Cause it's so great.
0: Or listen to the Tiger King podcast, which has been out for a long time <laughs> yeah. too. And then, and then find our podcast. Yeah. It'll um, show
1: up right next to Tiger King. We're that we're on that same level, same
0: level. <laughs> right. All right. Well, thank you guys. Um, I've been Katie. And I'm Jason. And keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming. And wash your hands.